for us to talk to you about mind over matter. Mind over matter. And so, you know, really, if you don't mind, it don't matter. And you'll find some people that there's a lot of things. That it don't bother them, but it might bother you. How many have ever found sometimes we just put up with things, and we've all been guilty of it. And, you, you know, I could say this, and it sounds kind of harsh, but I, I mean it in love. We deserve what we tolerate, don't we? If we're going to put up with it, then I guess we're going to have to just take what happens with it. But we need to get ourselves ready for what God has. I, I, I'm telling you, the Lord has told me this church is in a brand new season, a season they've never seen before. And we are about to experience the blessing of God like we've never seen before. It's already beginning. Things are starting to happen. He's putting things in line. I'm telling you, if you have never been excited, you ought to start getting excited now. If God has brought you here for the first time, you just jumped on the board for the right time at the right place. The train is moving and you're in the right spot. God is good. So anyway, uh, Scott mentioned we started a church fast, started at midnight last night. It's seven days of power. You know, you can be thankful for a lot of things. You can be thankful it's not a 40-day fast. You can be thankful it's not a 21-day fast. Preach it, brother. True story. True story. I remember the Lord, uh, we had done a fast, uh, you know, and called a church fast, and somebody came up and you know, you, you kind of don't want to share as much about, like, what you're fasting. You know, it's, you're trying to keep that personal, and, and I get that. It, but as, as we're doing it as a family, I, if you've shared with somebody, this is what I'm doing, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because we're all going for a common cause. So we're, we're again, we're united. So I think in, in this, because it's a church fast, it's okay to share if you're sharing with one another. So don't, get, don't feel judged. But they asked me, they said, Pastor, what are you fasting? I, you know, I was like, uh, food. Um, you know, because that's really what a fast is. I mean, if we're talking fast, we're not, we're just talking, it has to deal with food, you know, because we're going to say no to our flesh and say yes to God. And we want, you know, the spirit of God to be able to, we want to clear out away the clouds, the cobwebs, so to speak. And so I said, food, I said, what are you fasting? And this is what they said, fasting. I said, no, what are you fasting? They said, fasting. I said, what? And he said, I'm fasting, fasting. That is not an option here, okay? Just so you know. But I thought that was pretty ingenious because if I'd have thought of that, I might have tried that, but God would have never let me get away with it. So, I mean, if you know what you're going to do, if you're saying, you know what, I, I, I didn't even know about it, I didn't figure it out, or I was going to start tomorrow, you can start today if that's something the Lord impresses on you. But you can get things put in place, and you can figure it out, and you can get started. But is this your current story? You know, in 2022, are you already like, man, this is already starting off to be just like the same kind of year it was last year or the year before or, or maybe worse or whatever. It's just, I'm just sick and tired. Anybody in this place tired of being sick and tired? I'm tired of going around that same mountain. I, I grew up watching the Flintstones. Anybody else? Boy, Fred and Barney ran around that same window a lot of times when Dina was chasing them. I mean, like, how big is his house? I don't want to see the same scenery all the time. I want to figure this out so I can get past that. I've got an answer for you if you're feeling overwhelmed. I've got an answer for you if you're, if you're sick and tired. And it's, it's actually simple. Sometimes things are so simple that we overlook them. That can't be it. It's easier said than done, though. We have to make up our mind. And it's really mind over matter. The Bible tells us in James 1.8, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. How many of his ways? 
It says all of them. In life, we need to concentrate. The other day, I had on Pandora, and I was listening to, uh, it was on a Mark Lowry station. He's a Christian comedian, but they threw in a little Jeff Foxworthy jumped in there and said, you know you're a redneck if you, if you stare at an orange juice can because it says concentrate. You know, and I started laughing because I'm driving down the road, and I'm like, this, is this wrong? I'm like, I hope he has more of those. Those are funny. <laughs> but we have to concentrate. Isn't that what, you know, it is so easy to be not concentrated or not focused. If we can focus on what, as according to what James said, then the opposite is true. If we would stay singly minded, we would stay for the cause, or we have a goal, we have a purpose then we would be stable in all our ways. What is one thing you could focus on that doesn't change? The word of God. Hebrews 13, 8 says it is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and tomorrow. I mean, so it doesn't change. Focus on what God says. It makes us single-minded if we focus on the word. And it will make us stable. Paul said it, Philippians 3, 13. No, dear brothers... And sisters, I've not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I am looking forward to what lies ahead. I'm thankful for things that have happened in the past, yes, but man, I am so stoked on what God is about to do in the future. Somebody, do you agree with that? I mean, this is going to be a good year. Sometimes our goal is just to survive. If you have a toddler, you just want to get through the day sometimes. Dear God, help me to their nap time. Then it's, dear God, help me to their bedtime. I mean, I'd come home from the office sometimes, and this is before Kim was really, I mean, she was always co-pastoring with me, but before it was really recognized. So now she spends time in, in the office during the week, and she co-pastors TLC with me. But I'd come home, and the kids were little, and, you know, they say that women talk a lot more than men. We say like 20,000 words a day or something like that, and women like over double that. So, you know, I'd come home and she'd be like, <laughs> because you're, you're not saying, give me juice. He, he's breathing my air. He stole my crackers. So I would say, you know, hey, how was, you know, she would ask me things. How's your day? And I would go, good. She wanted me to elaborate more. And, and for dudes, sometimes I'm like, I said it was good. Well, what'd you do? Prayed, answered the phone, worked on a message. She wanted more because she wanted communication. So sometimes we just want to survive. God has more for you than just survival. Our first thought this morning is you really get what you focus on. You get what you focus on. If you focus on nothing, guess what you're going to get? Nothing. If you're driving a car, no matter where you want to go, if you only look at a certain area, if you, you know, like, I don't want to hit that pole, I don't want to hit that pole, I don't want to hit that pole, you almost start driving towards the pole. And I know this is true because Maddie has not been driving for many, many years. She's been driving for a few. And I'm like, Maddie, the berm of the road here is pretty rough. You want to stay away from that. <laughs> and I'm, she's like, I'm trying, but every time I'm looking... You know, because that's what happens. I'm guilty of it too. I'd be, you know, I'd see deer and I'd be like, deer. It's almost like squirrel. 
We just tend to go where we focus on. Your life will go in the direction of what you focus on, whether it's bad or good or indifferent. There's a study done by a professor at a, at a university, and she studied Olympic medalists and discovered that bronze medalists were happier than silver medalists, which seems like, well, I don't get it. Here's why. She found that the silver medalists tended to focus on how close they came to winning the gold. Many of them were beaten by just a fraction of a second, just like a, just a sliver. Bronze medalists focused on how close they came to not even winning a medal and were just happy to be on the platform. So, so the, the study said it reveals human nature, basically. Your mind and what you focus on determines your reality. The silver medalist was like, I just wasn't good enough. The bronze medalist was, thank you, Jesus. I'm here. I made the trip. So this is what I'm bringing this down to. How you or how we feel isn't determined by our objective circumstances. It's determined by our, our focus, our subjective focus. So in other words... What they wanted was worth more to them than what they got. Here's another way of saying it. What you are on the inside is more important than what happens to you on the outside. Their goal was, I, I need to get the gold. So anything less than that is a failure to some of them. The other was looking at the glass this way. I just want to get on the platform. I mean, a medal's a medal, and thank God I got a medal. You can view that however you want. I don't know where you stand on that. But life isn't always a gold medal, I can tell you that. You don't always win. And, I, and, and in my life, and I, I'm not trying to bash anything, but have you ever seen the sports where nobody keeps score? Look at you all being quiet. But you know parents are keeping score. You know the kids that are playing are keeping score. Because life really isn't like that. There are winners and there are people that don't win. It doesn't mean they're a loser. It just means, hey, you didn't win that time. Got to figure all that stuff out. Perspective. Everybody say perspective. I want to give you permission today to not try to do everything. In other words, sometimes you're going to have to prioritize things. Here's a word that I need to work on myself. Delegate. I'm working on it. Quit comparing yourself with the picture perfect. You know, everybody on Facebook... It's almost like no problem ever happens to them. They're just perfect. Their kids are perfect. Their house is perfect. Their life is perfect. Nothing ever goes wrong. That isn't really true. You don't have to compare yourself with the Pinterest cook or the craft maker or whoever. What did God create you to be and live that life on purpose? This is what I want to... I want you to know, we tend to see what we're looking for. If you want to look for bad, you'll find it. If you want to look for good, you'll find it. I think there's two types of people in the world. There's positive and negative. Now, I mean, we could go through a lot of different things, but, but let's say positive and negative. Uh, some people look at the glass half full. Others look at it half empty. Negative people can always find something to complain about. Positive people can always find something to praise God about. There was a story of a couple guys... And they were out hiking, and they came across a grizzly bear. And a grizzly bear can run 35 miles an hour on a flat run. These guys took off running. And the one guy, he's got some tennis shoes on, and he runs, and he's trying to put his shoe on and run. And the other, the negative guy, says to the positive guy trying to put the shoe on, you're never going to outrun the bear. 
And the positive guy says, I'm not trying to outrun the bear. I'm just going to outrun you. <laughs> positive and negative. Here's a, here's a letter a college student wrote to her mom and dad. Dear mom and dad, I have so much to tell you because of the fire in my dorm set off my set off by student riots, I experienced a temporary lung damage and had to go to the hospital. While I was there, I fell in love with an orderly and we have moved in together. I dropped out of school when I found out I was pregnant and he got fired because of his drinking. So we're going to move to Alaska where we might be married after the birth of our baby, your loving daughter. P.S. None of this really happened, but I did flunk my chemistry class and I wanted you to just keep that in perspective. <laughs> Perspective. It is really what really matters is how you view what is happening to you. Now, I, you know, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. I can't, I can't help that. That's, that is one of those laws. It just, you know, it happens. But how you view that, your perspective on that, and who you turn and what you stand on is how you come out of that. Did you know one thing of... We could do, and there's people, and we've been, we're, we're about to meet with our core leaders and just kind of go through some stuff because we have a tendency if we're in church, we feel like we have to say yes every time we're asked. They go, Can you do this? Yes. I used to do that when I was, uh, when Kim and I were married in our first, well, it's actually the second position we, we held in ministry. And people would ask me all the time because I love people. I love people. And they would say, hey, Pastor Brett, can you come over and could you? Yeah, sure. It wouldn't matter if we had plans or not. I would just change them because I was, you know, oh, it's ministry. I have to do that. And you know what? It wasn't helping my marriage any. And I had to learn to say, can't do that. You know, we can schedule that, but I can't do it tomorrow because tomorrow I'm spending time with Kim. We have to be able to say no sometimes and not say yes to everything. You know, sometimes deciding what not to do is as important as deciding what to do. I can't say that very fast because it sounds to do. <laughs> we got to start saying no. You see, if I can say no to some things, it'll help me enable to fulfill my dreams, my goals. Let's say if your goal is weight loss, you're going to have to say no to eating donuts every day. Unless there's a donut diet that I don't know about, please share after service. <laughs> but you're going to have things constantly trying to steal your focus. One of the best things you can do is learn when to say, you know what, no, I can't do that. We start weighing everything now because our perspective now has changed to, will it take away from the time I spend with God? The time I need to spend with the Father, the time I need to do what he, he's called me to do. Let me ask you, what's the one thing that you would focus on that would give you what, the, what you're wanting? Would it be vacation trips, family time? I said weight loss, saving money, investing. But know this, whatever you focus on, that's the direction you're going to start heading. And for that to really happen, you have to put your hand to it. So this is our second thought. You have to act. You must act. If you do nothing, you get nothing. If you shoot at nothing, you'll hit it. One way or the other. Your focus will determine your reality. Mind over matter. Right now, we're in a seven-day fast. Some of people are fasting things that are very important to them, that they, they are used to having every day. 
Some are fasting even more extreme. Some are fasting this or that, you know, pertaining to food or nourishment. Mind over matter. Next Sunday, we celebrate because you can eat. That's going to matter. I read a fascinating statistic. Research indicates average person talks to him or herself 50,000 times a day. 50,000 times a day. Any guess on what percentage of that talk is negative? They said their research indicated that 80% of the self-talk is negative. So we are saying negative things to ourselves, like, I'm not good enough, or have you ever played sports with someone, and if they I've done it before, you've missed a shot, Brett, you idiot. Shouldn't be calling yourself an idiot, so I break that. But you know what I'm saying, or they just, you know, so they're just saying, they say, I'm not smart enough, or I'm not good enough, or it won't, it won't happen for me, they, there's a lot of negative talk. Or, if you don't want to say negative things to yourself, you can listen to the enemy, He's got a whole kind of song collection. You'll know this song. You're no good, you're no good, you're no good. I want to say it again. No, I won't. <laughs> you see, what happens is, is we start focusing on the wrong reality. We start buying the lie, and we focus on what's wrong instead of what, what the purpose God has for us. In this fast, we want clarity. God, show me what you want me to do. Show me how you want me to be. Show me what, what some of these things I need to put my hand to are. We need to fix our minds on what's right and not what's wrong. Do you know anyone that could get 100 compliments on something? And they could get one negative compliment and they will forget the 100 but remember the one. I mean, think about Adam and Eve. You can eat of any tree in the garden. You see that one over there? Keep your mitts off that one. But that's what they focused on. A pessimist can always find something bad in a good situation, and an optimist can always see something good in a bad situation. Paul gives us this in Philippians 4.8. He gives us eight good things to think about. This scripture my wife just told me a few times within the last couple weeks because you have to capture thoughts. You know, you ever get a wrong thought? I know I'm not the only one. But what happens is, is sometimes we feel, and the enemy will twist it, and you will feel bad because you got a wrong thought. Can I tell you, it's not for you not to feel bad because you didn't put the thought there. The enemy did. It's what you do with the thought after. So you have to cast it. So you just, you just tear it down. And this is one of those scriptures. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things, such things. So what are we focused on? What's your mind locked into? What really matters? What are you putting mind over matter? Are you pushed by fear? People? What others think or what they say? Maybe your past. God doesn't want me. Look at all the things I've done. Here's a newsflash. You can't go back and past and change it. The last I checked, this Bible says you become new. Old things are passed away. You're a new creature in Christ. Going forward is your answer. And let me say this. The only one that can change your life outside of Jesus is you. You have to make the choice. 
let me, let me just share with you. For me, I'm going to give you an example of me. I can't really give you an example of you, so you get to hear me. I was tired of the struggle, tired of the hassle, tired of the inner battle, tired of what others thought. In short, I was tired. And because we've already talked about you deserve what you tolerate. If I don't confront it or if I didn't do anything about it, it doesn't change. For me, the thing that bothered me most, I didn't like how I looked. I didn't like how I felt. I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. Now, you got to remember, when I met Pastor Kim, I was a bodybuilder, so I was competing. So, you know, to me, if I was over 20 pounds overweight, I was heavy. But this wasn't 20 pounds. <laughs> this was like 75 pounds. I mean, this, I was... I was, you know, not a temple. I was a small chapel, in my opinion. So, so I was sick and tired of that. So I had, to put my, I had to put my hand to it. So around 2017, 2018, I decided I'm going to take this weight off. So I put my mind over my, what mattered to me most. I made up my mind that I was going to do something. Because this is what, every time she walks into a room, I go, <gasps> still to this day, been married a long time. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not going to get myself in trouble. <laughs> but I wanted to do that when, when I walked into a room, I wanted her to go, kathump, kathump. But, you know, I didn't want her to go, that's my man in there somewhere. You know, I had this own perception. So I went at it. I made my choice. I put my hand to it. I lost 65 pounds in just over four months. So that's a lot of weight to shed in a short amount of time. But my point is this. I liked me better. Now I got, you know, I, and when I got in the mirror, I, it was one of the first times in a long time since I had met Kim that I could go to the rack. And for any of you that understand this, to be able to just grab something off the rack I don't have to try it on if that's the size it is, unless it's made somewhere else where everybody is a smaller size than that. It should fit. And so sometimes I could just, and just, I go, okay, great. That was an awesome feeling. But my blueprint, what I'm saying is because I, I put together what mattered to me, and I made up my mind I was going to do it. So my confidence started building back up. Then I could see, hey, I, if I could do this, I can do this. If the Lord wants me to do that, I can do that. Now, since in 2020, I had some things happen, and, uh, and I wasn't allowed to, to do a lot, or I, I couldn't do a whole bunch. So I had a heart attack in 2020, and they said, uh, basically, stress. You know, that was their basic answer. So I, I couldn't exercise like I used to, and, and so, you know, so I put some weight back on. So now I'm, I'm not going to go all the way back there. I put enough back on that I don't like what I see again. So I want the best version of me I can be. Does that make sense? So for that to happen, I have to have a state of mind change. I must choose, and it's got to be me that makes the choice. It's got to be personal. Now, I can have a different why, but the why has to be me. It can also be her, and it can be the kids, it could be the church, it can be all of those. But the first thing, you got to make up your mind, friends, that you 
have to do this because this is something that God wants you to do, whether it's weight loss or whatever it is. Come on. you got to make up your mind. God is putting this on you as far as who you are, what you should be, how you're supposed to, you know, how can you be the best you? When your mind starts changing, the outside follows suit. So when your inside starts changing, you're outside. So everybody say choices. If you go to a restaurant, there's no restaurant in town that I can walk in. They don't know me well enough where I can go, hey, Jim, usual. They don't know me. They give me a, they give me a menu. And because I have to choose what's on the menu. It's just like life. They don't know what I want. I have to tell them, life is in your mouth. I have to tell them, this is what I want. What you speak brings life or death. And you speak what your mind says. That's what you say. You say what your mind tells you to say. Your priorities change. You have to be goal-oriented if things are important to you. i got to change what I'm thinking so that I can change what I'm saying so that I can change what I'm doing so that I can get a different result. Get my goals, speak my goals, live my goals. Here's number three. So I have to decide. Mind over matter. If I change my thoughts, I change the way I live. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It's just hard to stay confident if you think yourself, you know. I'll give you an example. Christmas Eve, my wife always gets all the kids' pajamas. It's a tradition. Some of you are shaking your head at me, so you know. Pajamas. So they know Christmas Eve, they get new pajamas. And every, all of them go in, they get their pajamas on, they come back out. Justin is back there. He's my son-in-law. He's a good-looking dude, man. I told him, I said, there's, I mean, there are three guys that I'm like, I wish I looked like that in a suit. Daniel Craig, that's James Bond. And I've got to think, uh, I can see his face, um, uh, African-American actor, um, Denzel Washington, in uh, that Christmas one. What's that? Preacher's wife. Oh, man, he looks, he looks good in his suit. Yeah. And then Justin. I'm like, this dude just rocks his suit, man. So they go try their pajamas on. Justin comes out. He's got his PJs on. So I know I'm giving you mind images here, but it, it's okay. Justin looks like good. I mean, he comes out. Zach comes out in his suit, and Zach goes, oh, in his pajamas. And we go, what? Now, in their favor, well, not in really their favor, Kim had bought these pajamas and washed them. They shrunk. So their sleeve is supposed to be here. It's clear up here. So it looks like, you know, you're putting on, like, your child's pajamas. So they're coming out. Their legs, things are clear up here. But Justin, he still looks good. I know you're almost like, that is not right. I'm saying. <laughs> Zach comes out, and he goes, look at Justin. He looks great. He said, look at me. I look like pudding in a glad bag. We laughed and laughed and laughed at that. What I'm saying is, you got to decide, man. It's up to you. He can't feel confident. You can't open any more gifts if your pudding's falling out. You got to go back and change into something that at least you're like, okay. (laughs) 
Remember what Paul said. What's true, honorable, right, pure? Think about these. See, the problem is with people, we roam a lot. We get our mind on this and we get our mind on that. We don't stay fixed or focused. And in the body of Christ, people do that as well. And we've been guilty of that. You know, we, we pull people in and we say, okay, we're going to put you here. We're gonna put you. We didn't even look at their giftings chart to go, you know, this might be a better fit. We just wanted them to get to know people. It's not, it's not wrong in intention, but in the end, then they feel like, oh, i got to do this, i got to do that. We're trying to get it where you just have to do this one thing. What your gifting is. We, you know, America have a tendency to spend more that we don't have to impress people we don't know, let alone even like. We have to use our mind over matter. If you want it to matter, you've got to put your hand to it. Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So how bad do you want it to change? Desperate times call for desperate measures. To get a radical change, you've got to make a radical movement. If you want what you've never had, you must do what you've never done. I wish I had a good life. I wish I had a clean house. I wish I had my car paid off. I wish I could lose weight. I wish I'd look better. What we need is less wishbone. We need more backbone. We need to put ourselves and say, you know what? I've been down this road. I've been, I've been Fred. I went by that window, and Dino's chased me too many times. I'm I'm done. You need a plan. Turn to your neighbor and say strategy. You need a strategy. You need to be able to go, you know what? i got to get my mind over this matter. i got to fix this thing, but I need a strategy. And this is how you get it. That's why we're fasting these seven days of power, because I'm going to get mine from God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him download to me, Brett, here's what I need you to do. Brett, here's what's going to happen. I need that from him. I can't go to Walmart and buy it. i got to get it from God. I need to write the vision and make it plain. So what do you want for yourself in 2022? The Lord said to me, this is Habakkuk 2.2, write an answer plainly on tablets so that the runner can carry the correct message to others. you got to put it in front of you. And I'm not here preaching vision boards or anything like that, but sometimes you need to see something. You know, if you looked at my phone, I don't have it on me right now, but on one of the pictures when you unlock my phone is a picture of what I weighed when I lost all that weight. Why is it on there? Because I need it in front of me. It's not because I love me, but I do love me, but not like weird. (laughs) Hey, I could be that pudding thing now. I don't want that. (laughs) But I need motivation. I need to see something that I can... You know, when I was in Boy Scouts, I was an Eagle Scout from Boy Scouts and was a Royal Ranger commander. They have a, a compass, and it's called a Silva compass. And it's, it's just a flat compass. It's got a little clear thing here. It has an arrow right here that's called the direction of travel arrow. And if you're moving that, if I said, you need to take 25 paces southwest at 240 you know, degrees or whatever. So you would set that. You'd find north. So you know what north is, then you'd set southwest 240, and you come until that one needle hits and it lines up, and then you're like, oh, that's my direction. That direction of travel arrow, then, you have to pick something, just one thing. So when you're walking those 25 paces, you can walk it, and you're walking in the right direction. 
And that's what we have to do. God, what is the one thing? What is the thing you want me to pick? You might say, Brett, I got a list. Pick the top one. Let's do that first. Here's the thing. You don't have to know how God's going to do it. That's his job. Your job is just to be obedient, put your hand to it, and believe. That's your job. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Brings me to two questions real, real quick. If you don't have a vision before you, you go or wherever you're heading, how do you know where to go? Second question, if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to know when you get there? How are you going to know when you show up? My passion is that you don't just come to church just to get a Bible history lesson. You come to church because you're getting something that you can do and you can put it in your life and you can apply it and God can show you and you can live your life on purpose. I think it's time that we start getting our dreams. This world needs to see the body of believers that love Jesus Christ with all their heart and see how God protects and blesses his people. I don't want just average. I want what God has for me. Say this with me. I will be fruitful. I will be full of increase. What I put my hand to will be blessed. I make good choices. I have goals. This is going to be a great year. Somebody say amen. Amen. 2022 is going to be a banner year. In other words, that means more than expected. Above your expectations, a good year, a very good year, not just financially, but physically, emotionally, etc. In the middle of this chaos, in the middle of this chaos, that's what's going to make the difference. Because people are going to see. Did you ever think about what they thought about the Israelites that were in the land of Goshen, that they just stayed safe? Things just didn't happen there? That's what a witness. I'm not going back to average I'm going to go forward. I'm going to have clear-cut goals. I'm going to get them from God. I've got dreams, and he's put purpose in my life. I want to have the best life I can have. Brett, how's that happen? I'm just about finished here. If you're the smartest one at the table and all the people you talk to, you need to expand to some more friends, people that will challenge you, make you grow and, and go up higher. Your circle is too small. I have people that come and go, I can't get a job. I can't find a job. You've got to be kidding me. Every place I go, we're hiring. We're hiring. Now, it may not be your dream job. It may not be a job you're going to stay at forever. But dear Lord Jesus, you can get a job. If i got to keep the lights on, I'm going to find a way to make that happen. I'm not going to get rid of my goal. I'm going to let God use that and say, okay, what do I need to do? Well, Brett, what if people that are holding me back and I finally break free, what if they get mad? Let me give you another song. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back. I'm just saying. America's top 40. Man, every Saturday I grew up with Casey Kasem. Anybody else remember all that? Oh, that was always awesome. My wife knows music. Man, she, can, she could win Name That Tune. I can name that tune in five seconds. I can name that tune in five years. That'd be mine. 
She knows any song from the 80s, you could, you could clue her on that. She'd be like, oh, that's, she'll tell me. I didn't even know that was their name. Half the time, I don't even know the words they're singing because I say the wrong words. And the kids will stop and go, what are you saying? <laughs> then I don't want to say it because then I know it's wrong and they're going to make fun of me. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, that's okay. <laughs> Here's the last thought for today and then we'll close this out. You got to forgive. That's really important. You have to forgive. If you've been hurt, you got to let it go. You can't hold grudges. Some of us are just waiting on God to fry somebody. You got to let it go. <laughs> somebody out there, preach that. Dear God, let's bring fire down on them. Iron brimstone. What would happen if you bless your enemies? You pray for them. and You show love, not hate. But Brett, they, still, they could still sow hate. But not you, because you're headed for something bigger. Because you have a bigger year. You have better plans. You have God plans. What about people who deal shrewdly or they're, they're just rude? They can't hold you back. Only you can hold you back. You need to hear that. Could you respond? I'm telling you, there's sometimes you ever go to and somebody is just really rude to you and you're thinking... How you respond, true story, went to the bank where Mal used to work. The lady that worked at the bank was very rude. I didn't, I just said I'd like to, you know, get this deposited or something like that. And I forget what comment she, she said. She said something and she said, well, you could write your own uh, number down there, you know, the account number. I'm like, ma'am, there's no pens back there. And she ripped off something else. So <laughs> inside... I wanted to, but in here, something else happened. I just said in a very kind voice, I said, I'm going to pray your day gets better today. She looked at me like, who are you to tell me what, you know? And I said, I'm serious. I said, I'm, I didn't mean to upset you. You give me a pen, I'll be glad to write that down. I'm sorry, but our, I mean... Did I do something? Or And she quickly backtracked. And Mal can tell you, now I, I could go in that bank. She's still there. She's one of the nicest ladies to me every time I go in. I, you know, I wasn't rude to her. I was very kind. But I confronted that with a different response than what I wanted to do. Take charge of your own life. It's not based on them. It's based on him and the way you follow him. Proverbs 16, 7, just so you know, people, I could just see my wife telling me this because this is, she's so good at word. She loves the word. She gets that from her daddy. When people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Man, I just, you know, I want to please God and my enemies will be at peace. You know, people don't like you because of how you are with God. Well, the, they're not going to want to deal with you with that. Just love God and do what God's telling you to do. I want to fly with eagles. I don't really want to. Yeah. There's only one you, and you can be the best one you can be. The enemy wants you to quit, stop, give up, go away, stay faithful, seek God, ask God during this fast. What's my purpose? Even if you don't see it, don't feel it, he's going to show you seven days of power. Things will start happening 
because you have put God first in your life. That's one reason like we're doing this now, so his blessing will target us all the way the rest of this year. It'll target your children. You'll be, your children will be blessed. God is bigger. His yes is bigger than the devil's no. Come on. I don't want to stop dreaming. I don't want to stop because that's when I'm done. God is always going to give me more. He's always going to, to pull me to another level. Ephesians, and we're almost finished. Now to the glory of God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us, come on, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. If you don't like your life, change it. If you don't like your job, change it. If you don't like your boss, change it. If you don't like your kids, I can't help you. <laughs> oh, just start focusing. God, what do you want me to do? And start putting your mind over what matters most. Let the word of God matter the most to you. And as you go after God, I promise you in these seven days, you'll never be sorry. Bow your heads, close your eyes, please.